We're back again this week with part two of our conversation with Daniel and Chris about the Power Five, the banker's role in the component of the team. Welcome to Let's Talk. Here we will focus on the hustle, the juggle, and everyday struggle of small business. We will be here every week talking to small business owners about their everyday struggles, stresses, and ways they have been able to overcome the challenges of running their business. We welcome questions and comments, so please feel free to email us at admin at plemonscpa.com. We hope you enjoy, and above all, we hope it helps. When you don't have your ducks in a row and you don't collaborate with the professionals in, in Thali, like you said, you don't keep those lines of communication open. You don't know. And the time that it takes, if you don't have that relationship to reach out and try to figure out if you can establish that relationship and take on that amount of risk, that time is a time where you lose the opportunity to take advantage of it. So the proactive knowing all those different components and being proactive and the proactive activity that you do enables you to have a, a more powerful position whenever you're negotiating those deals. Cause you know exactly what your situation looks like from a personal side, from a, a professional, from a business side, and you know what your stress level is and what your stre- the capacity that your books can handle. So it's, it's, Fantastic. I love that. And that's one of the things that we do as financial planners. But by having that lending relationship and that banking relationship and being able to include all those different components is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, well, Chris, Taylor, think about the last time that you went into a into a into a car dealership to buy a vehicle. And maybe the uncertainty of, you know, you know, can I afford the payment? Is there what's my rate gonna be or or this or, or that? How, how, what would that sensation be like when you know that you've got your banker's hand on the shoulder saying, you go ahead, I got you. Yeah. That's, that's huge. Again, comfort. that's a, comfort. Yeah, I like that. That's a good Well, on that, I mean, I know, I'm sure if our listeners thought about it in every instance that we come across as business owners or just as people, one of the biggest questions we have is how much is it going to cost? What am I going to do to pay for it? So and and we've we've done such a good job at becoming desensitized to things that that we don't really get down to what the root cause is, which is how much am I going to pay? You know, how much is it going to cost me? How am I going to pay for it? What do I have to do in my business in order to be able to generate enough revenue to to so on and so forth? And the list goes on and on. Whether it's kids' college, retirement, all those different components. So you know, just it sounds really easy, or it, I should say, it sounds really simple. It's not easy, but it's very simple. You just have to have that relationship with that person and keep those lines of communication open. All right. Absolutely. Correct. So, Daniel, tell us a little bit about some of the methodology that you use to steer a business person who may not be at the place where they can get that capital investment or they can't get um, what they came to you for. How do you guide or steer them? What do you methods, processes do you use to assist them in reaching those goals that they have since you've uncovered their priorities? How do you help them reach them? Yeah. I was, as you're sitting there saying, asking that question, I'm sitting there going steering. I'm like, sometimes I do drive, but sometimes the questions that I ask, they drive. 
Okay. You know, they, they, you know, it's almost like a self-discovery, you know, we, as we're going through those conversations about, um, about maybe a credit solution, you know, a lot of times borrowers, it's like, I want to buy this piece of equipment, but I want to use a business credit card. And maybe that's not the right way that they should borrow that. Right. And so I do have those types of conversations, you know, how to borrow in their, you know, use the right loan solution for the right situation. That's, that's obviously, that's, I mean, that's really important. I, I do see that very often that they'll, they'll borrow this amount of money for the wrong, 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 wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's one thing. I think the other thing is, is, you know, having those, those credit conversations where we're going through that, that again, through that discovery. And, you know, they've mentioned that I just had a, I've got a, I've got a bankruptcy or I've got, I've got, you know, slow pays because of a result of this or that or whatever else. And then it, you know, it goes, well, let's go through, you know, when's the last time you looked at your, your credit report? Cause I don't pull credit reports just because yeah. uh, I, you know, I let my clients do that and then I help support them and advise them based on what they've learned. And then I make recommendations on what it is that, that, it, you know, that might be, I mean, I had a client just a couple, you know, a couple of days ago that, you know, they had, they had collections on their credit report, which has caused their credit score to just, you know, plummet. Yeah. Be, be low. And, um, you know, asking more questions about, well, Hey, did you know you had these collections? They had no clue. And I started, we kind of started going through that together and they were like, well, that was a medical, this, that was a medical, that I'm like, well, I can't speak on behalf of, I'm not a credit reporting agency, but here's my recommendation. Let's go ahead. You know, I would recommend that you just maybe dispute that to the credit report agency. And, and, you know, a week later they come back and they're like, oh, it was this. And it was only for $150. And I was, I paid that thing off. I'm like, that's, I mean, that's all it, sometimes that's all it takes, right? Just, you know, realizing what it is. Well, and things that, things that may be, dare I say, common sense to us, because we've been in this industry for so long in different industries that we, we just don't understand that people don't know this because it's, it's your credit report. It's it's following you like a shadow or like a, a, a ray of sunshine, wherever you go, <laughs> it's going to be either really good or really bad. And unfortunately these days, it's one of the only things that banks look at. So, and it's not that difficult to clean up a lot of stuff. People, you know, I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you, I didn't know that I had something on there from, I don't even know when it was, but this was about a decade ago. And I think it was a, I think it was an AT&T U-verse cable box that never got delivered to the place that it was supposed to go to. Mm. So they started, they, they, it was on my credit because they said, they said that that thing was worth $400. That thing was never worth $400, but that's how much I owed. And I said, this is seven, eight years old, 10 years ago. So how is this still on? Well, it was still having an impact and it wasn't dramatic, but my wife and I were having a little competition to see who could get the higher credit <laughs> score and it was impacting mine and it, it wouldn't get up. It was about f- within five points and it was never going to get there because of that. So, but those things that we don't take into consideration and I don't know about you, but I don't look at my situation as much as I look at my clients, because like you said, with the PPP, you were 24 hours a day. When did you have time to look at your books? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where, we take almost, it's almost a selfless relationship with our clients where we probably take better care of them sometimes than we do ourselves. So it's just kind of the way it works. So sorry, you're probably wondering where the question was in all of that. But some of the interesting things about clients is that they don't have the time. 
So, and they, they want to be able to unload this on somebody and be able to, and not for free, but it, they want to be able to pay for it and, and have a good relationship with somebody and they're willing to pay for that good relationship. So, but it takes somebody really taking the time to sit down, have those conversations, ask the hard questions and even more important, sometimes give the hard answers. Right. So. Absolutely. So tell me, Daniel, um, if I am a new business owner, I just got my DBA or I just got my LLC and I'm looking for a bank to place my dollars with, why should I come to BBNT now truest? Yeah, no, great question. I think first of all, you want to have a, a, an amazing bank that has a, tra- a tradition of, of excellence and taking care of and supporting our clients. And so we're very proud of the bank it is that I work for, uh, BBT Now Truist. But the thing also is that I'm a competent banker. I know I know what it is that my clients need to you know to get taken care of. You as a as a small business owner are going to have you're going to be looking for obviously your deposit relationship. You know you're going to have to figure out how to you know, if you're going to be, I'm going to be asking questions about how are you, your clients going to pay you and, and supporting you with, you know, credit card processing, you know, BB&T now Truist, we're the, we're probably one of the largest uh, bank owned credit card processors in the, in the United States. We're very proud. And so that might, you might think, well, I just need to go online and go figure that Square. out. Yeah. Well, you know, and so, but that's something again, that I can help my clients with. Mm-hmm. Again, when you think about, um, and Chris mentioned it kind of earlier in our conversation with just about is are the things that you're offering, are those things that you're doing in your business, are those things that might have business clients that also might could benefit from that service? So is there a way that I can pollinate their relationship between you and other business, you know, other business clients as well? The so, networking even networking component. Absolutely. So those, those are just some of the things right there that I can think about. Um, you know, the, my business owners or my business prospects uh, also have pr- personal priorities. And so, again, asking questions, um, the, probably the last thing that we're probably end up actually talking about is um, how much is my account going to be? Or, you know, how much is it, how much is it for this? Yeah, what are the fees for yeah, me having an account yeah. with I you? I mean, that's yeah. probably the last five minutes of, of a conversation is probably more of a byproduct uh, of any, than anything else. But I, I feel just us being able to – and I will tell you that whether you are a company that's doing, you know, $3 million a year or you're, or you're, you're just starting out, out of your garage at home, you're going to get the same service. I, the, 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 that financial insights I was sharing about is not anything different. I mean, it's, it's the same strategic method that I go through with all of my clients because I want to make sure I'm not missing any, any priorities that you may have as a business owner, as an individual. And being a startup, you don't know always what to ask. You don't know what questions to ask because you can make the donuts, but you don't know about the bookkeeping. You don't know about the accounting. You don't know about the tax ramifications. You just know that I can make the best cakes, the best cupcakes. I can be the best marketing consultant or whatever, but I don't know anything else how to do that. 
that's where the power five comes in. And bankers are usually the front line because once you get that EIN number, once you get that tax ID number, you got to have some place to put the money. Even if it's only a hundred dollar check, you still got to have some place to put the money. And that's what I found a lot of startups are challenged with. Even those that are in the planning process, it's like part of their due diligence is like, where do I go for doing my banking? Where do I go to do this? Where do I go to do that? And having someone of your caliber talking about, okay, this is what you should be looking for in your banker. And this is what we can do because the goal becomes, let me be comfortable with putting my money with you. And let me make sure I can get the services that I need. And that's what you offer through your due diligence, through your process and methodologies. Absolutely, because not everything is about just that business account. It, to your point, maybe they're sole prop, but they really need to be an LLC because of the type of business that is that they're in. They need to protect themselves personally, and maybe there's some benefits there. I, I also think I, I would have used the barbecue because I'm a barbecue guy, so I'll use that example. But I use the cake one because uh, you had it out there. But uh, you and I make the best cakes, but we don't know the books. And sometimes we don't know that we don't know the, the books. books. And so, again, that's where I can come in and say, you know, make a recommendation. I recommend that you talk to David Plemons or CPA that it is that I work with. You know, he, you know, give him a call. He and his team, they can, you know, help support you with, again, I go back to those, Chris, I go back to those blind spots. Here are some, here are some opportunities that you may want to visit with him about in supporting your, your small business because, I want if I, if I'm if I'm that first call or I'm that tenth call that they've made to bankers, I hope that they through that that conversation they are realizing that I'm there to support them and build that foundation that they are wanting. I mean, goodness gracious, to be an entrepreneur, I I don't I I, I don't have that in me to be an entrepreneur. Uh, so I admire anybody that just says, you know what, I'm going to quit my day job and I'm going to go do this because I make the best cakes in the world. And so my 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 priority responsibility to my client is to put the team around them so that they can make the best cakes in the world. Gotcha. Well, and to foster that, so it's nice because you could you could look at that cake maker and say, "Hey, I could do what you do. I'm going to go look it up on the internet and I'm going to learn everything off Google and make my own cake." And it's to that person, you'll get a really good laugh. Yet most business owners are doing the exact same thing. So you see small business owners, they don't want to spend, it, it takes a lot of time. It doesn't take a lot of time, actually. It, you know, Daniel just said it takes about 45 minutes to go through the financial insights conversation. So, but it takes maybe a little bit of money on the on the planning side, but the amount of time and money that it saves you from the worry, you know, the 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 struggle, the hustle and the juggle. I know I rearranged them a little bit. So, but at the same time, it's those components where you got into this business to bake cakes. Why do you want to run your books? Why do you want to know everything there is to know? Because I guarantee you there's millions of different things and different facets and aspects of a banking relationship that ever that everyone can have. So it's more important to just have that trusted relationship, that trusted relationship with that trusted advisor and lean on them. And I guarantee you, they're probably not going to make their own cake. So They'll probably call you whenever they need a cake. I like that. Well, I don't bake, but still, I understand the concept. Hey, you use the association. Here, I know. Maybe I'll use so the ribs and one. barbecue next I like, time. Okay? I, like, I like them both. I like I like both of them. So if y'all want to make barbecue cake next time, we could eat before <laughs> oh, we do this. 
So, so I got a serious question and this is something that I promised I was going to ask myself every time that we met with somebody from the power five. So I know that BB and T now known as truest. How do you use that phrase for that's not the most important question though, but how did you phrase that again? So, cause I know it's truest now, but I don't, I know that it's been BBT in the past, BB and T in the past. And I've referenced that in the past and we might just edit this part out. Michael, but, <laughs> so, but how do, how does it now one more time? Yeah. So, so, it's, so it's BBT, BBT now truest. Now truest. Okay. Yeah, BBT I, now truest. I got tied up cause I think I'll mix them up last time. And I'm like, damn <laughs> Um, anyway, you cut that whole little clip out. So, so, but going back, so now one of the main questions that I wanted to ask, and then I swore up and down that I was going to ask with the power five, because I run into this a lot, having worked with a lot of business owners, I go directly to their source now. So I go, who do you rely on? That's one of my first questions. Who do you rely on to help make financial decisions? Sometimes it's their spouse. Sometimes it's a confidant. Sometimes it's an attorney. A lot of the time it's a CPA. Sometimes it's their banker. So, but I want that person involved in any kind of conversation that I have. So I know that uh, BB&T now Truist does a really good job at all these five components. But if somebody comes to you and has, you know, maybe two or three of those components already being, say, let's say taken care of. I like mm-hmm. to use that for term mm-hmm. loosely because most of the time if it's being taken care of, but the client can't communicate any of the things that are being taken care of, sure. it's not being taken care of. So, but if it is being taken care of and there's other professionals, how does, you know, does your establishment, how does BB&T now Truist do with, with collaborating with other individuals and other professionals from different fields? Cause I know y'all are a big company, so I would imagine y'all do that pretty well. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that, that you bring a great point. I mean, I do have, depending on the, all the folks that, that all the service influences around me, you know, if they're, if, if they're, a, if they're a mortgage, uh, if they're a mortgage lender and I have a, broker that sends me a lot of, a lot of referrals for home equity lines of credit. Um, and, and there might, I might see that there's a mortgage refinance opportunity. That's not, that's not for me to review. I, I will be respectful of my, my center of influence and say, Hey, you know, based on what I'm seeing here, here, here's a, here could be an opportunity. And so I, I, or same thing with 401k plans. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be respectful of those things that though my, my teammates like yourself, Chris, or, or what they're already working on, I, I will work on on the on the other things that, uh, and that's sometimes that's really again about being honest and transparent. Those are some of the conversations on the front end, saying, "Hey, I got this part, I got that part. I'm specifically coming to you for this," and and I'm I'm all day long. I mean, our our um, you know we've always been uh, we're not a we have to have all the relationship. That's not that's not what we're about at all. We will. We will get pieces as is that we need to. Well, and I, I, I should unpack that a little bit more because it might have sounded like I was getting territorial. So, but at the same time, I, I like that. I, I tell people all the time with the power five that it should be like a football team. So if and and professionals, we get blind spots, too. So we get we get it ingrained in our mind that we know the ins and outs of our industry, but it is an ever changing industry. So. I would imagine you got to take continuing education. I know I have to take continuing education constantly. So as a collaborate, as a collaborative group, it's important for, you know, say the receiver on the football team to tell the quarterback, Hey, you haven't seen me on the last five plays. I'm wide open. So like if, if those things are available where it's a 401k, I offer 401k plans, but I don't really like them that much. So, but it's one of those things where, 
even though I offer it, doesn't mean I want to do it. So having that relationship where you, if I have it for whatever reason, but you identify an opportunity in the 401k space where it's it's a collaboration where we're all working for the client. And that's the important part of the collaborative group where, hey, just because I know that this is your area, you're handling this piece, you came to me for this piece. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to do what's in the best interest of the client. I'm going to tell you about it. But if you don't choose to act on it, we're going to bring it up at that annual meeting with the business owner where we're sitting down and we're he that business owner is going to be aware of it. And he's he or she's going to make the decision on what they want to do so they can implement it wherever they want. But we're going to do what's best for that team and move it toward the end zone. So I didn't mean to sound territorial if I did. So but it was it was one of those things where two heads are always better than one as long as they can work well together. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm right there with you. I, I, I do again. I do see that very often. Where again, you know, your field, my field, there could be areas where they they um, they cross over each other. But again, it's always it's always having that that open dialogue, um, and that's what makes the difference. True enough. So, in closing, tell me um, some things that we should, as business owners and our audience, should be considering. When we're looking at the power five component of banker, what should we be looking for? What should we be aware of even? Uh, yeah, no, great question. As, as a, if, if I'm a client, I'm going to put myself in a, in a client's shoes. If I'm a client and I'm looking for a banker, is that how you're kind of approaching Yes. Okay. Yeah, or maybe even if you have a banker and maybe they're not as attentive to certain items. So, cause I always, especially with business owners, if they've been established, they Kind of know, kind of don't know what they don't know, right? Mm-hmm. We, we, I think all three of us have used that mm-hmm. example, and so it's it's one of those. Hey, if this person, you know, maybe doesn't do, doesn't ask you a lot of questions or whatever it may be, so or maybe, the relationship is only with the teller. Yeah, yeah no, that definitely. might that might be a red flag, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, no, very possible. You know, if if I'm a client and I'm and I'm looking and I'm interviewing or I'm looking for a, for a banker or I'm looking at my existing relationship. My banker should know uh, how I'm managing my cash flow. H- how am I getting? Because that's a, a big, a big priority for business owners is is cash flow. That's mm-hmm. like probably the number one pain point for folks. My banker should be providing me solution, or should be should understand me and know me well enough to be able to provide solutions that will help me to to maximize my maximize my cash flow. The next thing my banker should know about me is how it is that I finance major purchases. How do I, how do I, how do I manage, you know, my loan relationship? Do I have a loan relationship with my, with my bank? Do I feel that way? Um, the thing is, how is, how is my banker protecting me from an insurance standpoint? How are they helping me to protect my business and to protect my family? Mm-hmm. Those are very important. I think also as a business owner, I want to, is how, is, what is it my banker is doing to help me to, to keep my, my, my employees who are, who are, are probably the heart and soul of my, of my, of my business. Uh, so what are they doing to help me attract and keep that, that key talent? And then also not only is my, is my, is my banker looking at my business, but how are they supporting me on a personal standpoint? How are they helping me with the priorities it is that I have for my family? And I think if, 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 if your banker, understands those, those five areas that I've mentioned, I, I feel like that you're probably in a really good space. And I, you know, would commend your banker for, for, 
understanding your business and understanding how to best support you. Uh, if you don't feel that, then you need to give me a call. And how do we do that? And you can call me again. My name is Daniel Castellanos. Uh, I work at the BBT Not Truist at Colonnade. My phone number is 210-253-6398. And the email address? Is D Castellanos. So D-C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-O-S at BB, the word and, so A-N-D, letter T dot com. Wow. Well, this is. I like how you took the long, the like the double L off there. Castellanos, like on the email, you got to kind (laughs) of enunciate on there just to make sure you got to get the letter perfect. So I have so many people mess up my email. Of course they do. Of course they do. But I want to thank you, Daniel and Chris. Absolutely. Daniel, For being here today. This has been a phenomenal opportunity. Once again, this has been the power five series. One component, the banker. So we look forward to hearing from you. Please contact us at admin at com. Once again, guys, thank you so much. Have a great day. For more information about any of our guests, or if you have questions and comments, please email us at admin at com. And don't forget to check out our website, plemonscpa.com, for upcoming events and workshops in San Antonio. David B. Plemons CPA Inc. is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of David B. Plemons CPA Inc. policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by David B. Plemons CPA Inc. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or their concepts or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by David B. Plemons CPA Inc. employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the views of David B. Plemons CPA Inc. or any of its officials. You should always consult your own investment advisors, attorneys, and accountants before making any decisions concerning your financial matters. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact our office. Chris Hall is a partner with Pontum Financial and offers securities and investment products and services through Waddell and Reed Incorporated, WRI, member FINRA slash SIPC. Pontum Financial is a separate entity from WRI. Waddell and Reed is not affiliated with David C. Plemons CPA. Waddell and Reed financial advisors are able to offer insurance products through arrangements Waddell and Reed has made with outside insurance companies. The information presented on this podcast is solely for informational purposes and is not to be constructed as an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to buy any financial product or service mentioned. Any opinions expressed are those of Chris Hall and are subject to change based on market and other conditions. For more detailed information regarding any of the topics discussed on today's podcast, please call 210-625-4845 or visit pontumfinancial.com. Waddell and Reed does not offer tax or legal advice. Please consult with a professional prior to making any financial decisions. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.